coming up. Did y'all hear the good life? The good life says, I really want you and your children to come to me. I'm within your reach. I'm not far off. I'm not difficult to get to. I live inside the commandments of God. And I want you and your children to get to me. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Can you hear the good life calling you, saying, just choose life? If you choose me, it's not only going to benefit you, it's going to benefit your children. Your children's children. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. It's a new year. And while you might be working on keeping those resolutions so you can have the good life you've been longing for, Pastor Robert wants us to examine our thoughts and beliefs on what we call good. Join us for this challenging message series, Living the Good Life. Here's the final part of the message, If It Could Talk. And this is one reason why we don't have we won't have an excuse to God to say we didn't go go in his direction because it was put before us. And we know the difference. Nobody got to tell you. We this was a this was the first time he had 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 this experience of running through the water on the grass like that. And he drew a conclusion about his own actions in regard to it and blamed it on daddy. (laughs) <laughs> okay, <laughs> and blames it on daddy. And so there is an innate desire. I'll, I'll talk more about it being in our mouth and in our heart later. Uh, number six, the sixth thing that the good life would say to you is? You must choose to come to me. All right, you must choose to come to me. We understand right and wrong, good and bad, yeah innately, but we must choose good over bad. It's a conscious choice we must make. Deuteronomy 30, verse 15 and verse 19 says, now listen, today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. Today I have given you the choice between life and death. He says it again in verse 19, between blessings and curses. If you hear God repeat something, especially in close proximity, you know, you need to pay attention. Okay, you need to pay attention if he, if he talks about it in Genesis and then, in, and then at the last book in Revelation, you need to pay attention. But if he puts them together like, a few sentences apart, you really need to listen. Okay? And he says, I'm giving you a choice. And you can choose life or death, prosperity or disaster, life or death, blessings or curses. It's your choice. I look back over my life. Hmm. Tell me about it, huh? I made some bad choices, y'all. Uh, I don't know about all your bad choices, but I know you done made some too. Uh, there, there was one that I almost made, but my wife saved me. She saved me from a bad choice. 
<laughs> I'm gonna tell you in a minute, dear. Uh, this, this was probably number, you know, uh, 199. <laughs> yeah, she saved me from a bad, uh, many of them. But this was one I was about to make, and it was because I was seeking a good life. That's all it was. It was a choice to seek the good life. That's all it was. I, I turned 21. When I turned 21, I turned 21. Yeah, y'all remember that? I think everybody here except Micaiah has turned 21. Yeah, y'all, no, do you really remember turning 21? Do you remember the psychology behind turning 21? Yeah, Vegas, Vegas calls you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vegas, Vegas says, "Come." <laughs> At twenty-one, Vegas says, "You, yeah, you." I'm talking to you, and you like. He said, "No, I'm talking to you." Vegas says, "Come." For me, I turned twenty-one. And I don't, I don't know what I did. I must have got up to go get my, we was in our, in our apartment, and, and uh, <laughs> I guess I got up. I, I gave some indication that I was about to leave, you know, and I must have grabbed my jacket or did something. My wife said, where are you going? <laughs> On my 21st birthday, y'all. Y'all tracking with me here? I said, I'm going to go to the liquor store. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling y'all like this is the truth. Now man, I'm 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 going to the liquor store. What, what you going to the liquor store for? <laughs> I said I'm finna go buy me a six pack. She said you about to what? <laughs> I'm going to get me a six pack while I put my other arm in my coat. Y'all y'all get what I'm saying? And she said, what you going to do that for, Rob? <laughs> I was like, because I can. <laughs> Y'all understand? Y'all get I, I, was, I told you I was seeking a good life. Right? Because I can. She said, but Rob, but you don't even drink. <laughs> Now, get this, get this. The good life had me chasing it, and I didn't even drink. Now, and get this. Now, now, I know, you know, I know some of you guys may drink and all that, and the Bible gives us okay to drink as long as we don't get drunk. I get that. I get that. But the problem for me was I wasn't a drinker. <laughs> so the good life had me doing, trying to do something that I didn't have a propensity to do. In addition to that, now, as a teenager, I had tasted beer before, you know, and I thought it was nasty then, and I think it's nasty now. <laughs> All right? So not only did I not drink, I didn't even like it. Do you get what I'm saying? But the good life had me chasing it, though. It had me chasing it. Going to leave my house and get in my car and walk in there and slap my ID on the table proudly. Say, <laughs> so, yeah, what? What you got to say now? 
And my wife talked some sense into me. She said, Rob, but you don't drink. And I stopped and I went, you know what, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And so I took my coat off and that was it. Because it didn't make sense. It really didn't make any sense. Like I said, I didn't like it and I didn't do it. So I was only doing it because the, the definition that the world had put into my head in describing the good life called me out and said, you can have me today legally. I would venture to say there are some people smoking weed today that didn't smoke it before it became legal. You might know some. Just because you can, don't mean you should. Think about my life. I know we'll never know what would have happened, but just think if I had taken that step and followed that good life. One thing might have led to another. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? It could have, it could have, it could have just, you know, it wouldn't have been a sin for me to do it. Okay. In and, of, in and of itself, it wouldn't have been a sin. Okay, meaning that can I do it? Yeah, I can. But it would have been a sin for me to do it for the reason I was doing it. I had this determined that that was the good life. And God is saying, no, that's not the good life. I was only going to do it because it was the good life. Think about some of the things that you do that aren't necessarily wrong or necessarily sins in and of itself, but why do you do it? Why do you do it? Thank you, baby. Yeah. The good life. The seventh thing the good life would say to you, the good life. I really want you and your children to come to me. Did y'all hear the good life? The good life says, I really want you and your children to come to me. I'm within your reach. I'm not far off. I'm not difficult to get to. I live inside the commandments of God. And I want you and your children to get to me. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Can you hear good life calling you, saying, just choose life? If you choose me, it's not only going to benefit you, it's going to benefit your children. Your children's children. Some people can tell stories about their grandfather being drunk. Do you understand? Their grandmother being drunk. They can tell stories about it. Not a story, 
but they've seen it many times. A drunk grandmother, a drunk grandfather. Think about that. Is that a legacy <laughs> that you want your children to have, your grandchildren to have of you? The good life calls us and want to bless us and our children. Think about the legacy. The good life would say to us, number eight. You must choose to love and obey God to get to me. You must choose to love and obey God to get to me. That's a different message than the world sends. We, we don't see any commercials about that, do we? Oh, we should, right? Don't see them. Deuteronomy 30, 16 and verse 20. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God. So the good life says I live inside the commandments. So we should be asking, well, what is that commandment or those commandments that you live inside? If I'm going to get to you, it's telling us here, for I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you are about to enter and occupy. Verse 20 says, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. God is promising life and growth. If you keep his commands, if you love him and give yourself completely to him. God says, I promise you, you can have a good life if you do it. The difference is it, 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 it ain't going to look like the picture and the images that you've had in your mind all these years. I was I was talking and I, just just to help you wrap your head around this. Me and a good friend of mine, we were talking and we just happened to talk about the best place to live in the whole world. And until he and I had that conversation, I would have said the best place to live in the whole world is America. That's what I would have said then. If all Americans decided to do a noble thing, a biblical thing, an honorable thing, like save your money. If every American decide I'm going to save my money, it's a noble thing to save money. It's honorable to save money. It's respectful to save money. It's prudent. It's good stewardship to save money. But if everybody started saving money, do you know what would happen to our country? It will turn everything upside down. No, everything. Everything would change. Life as you know it today 
if folks stop spending money, everything would change. Are y'all walking with me? Do you understand how your life would be affected if folks just start saving? I mean, obviously we got to spend some money, but I mean, if we just really started saving, life wouldn't be the same. Not in America. To give you proof, when the economy fell, it dropped. Y'all remember that, right? Just most recently, it done did it a few times, but the most recent one, 2007, 2008-ish thing. You know what the solution was to fix it? Spend more money. That was, that was the solution. It's like, okay, <laughs> start spending more money. So spending money is what keeps it really going, as is, as is. So for me, this couldn't possibly be the best place. If I save my money and life changes, you know, the whole system breaks down because folks are saving money. Something to think about. So God says, choose to love and obey me. That's how you get to me. If, if, yeah, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> All right. The good life. The last thing, number nine, the good life would say. If you choose to believe and follow Jesus Christ, you have chosen me. The good life says, if you choose to believe and follow Jesus Christ, you have chosen me. John 20, 31 says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Life comes through believing in his name. John 14, 6 says, this is Jesus talking. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then Romans 10, 6 through 10 says, but the righteous, the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. Y'all remember hearing that earlier? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, it's in your mouth, declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
You see that? Your mouth would just be an expression of your heart. And the text is telling us if in your heart you believe and you open your mouth and you declare that Jesus is Lord, God says you get salvation. You get the good life. Verse 10 says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you're professing, that you profess your faith and are saved. The good life. Choose Jesus Christ. The good life says I exist because of God. I live inside of commandments. God's commandments, it is not too difficult to get to me. I am within your reach. I am in your mouth and in your heart. You must choose to come to me. I really want you and your children to come to me. You must choose to love and obey God to get to me. And if you choose to believe and follow Jesus Christ, you have chosen me. I hope you hear the good life. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Look what it says in Luke 16, 19. There was a rich man. See, for some of us, we don't have to go no further than that. Because as soon as you say rich, people automatically think, the world automatically think good life. Because they, they put so much stock in earthly possessions alright but Jesus goes on and says more because it is important to say more because there are some people who are rich but they don't have a good life some that you would even say that's not a good life thank you for listening 